What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It's debate night. We're going to talk about that. Also, uh, some disturbing news coming from Revolver News. The people who have been really uh, relentless on January 6th and what they call the Fed's erection. Uh, it is looking more and more like that as more and more comes out. They broke a story uh, here recently. I, I saw it for the first time last night. And, uh, gee, I, I, I think we, maybe we should... Maybe we should really look at some of these pictures and see if we can find some of these people, because now he is revealing something that they've been working on, a fence cutter of January 6th. And, wow, there's a lot of suspicious things about this fence cutter. We'll talk to you about it with him in 60 seconds. First, it's time to stop sleeping like a peasant, start sleeping like royalty. means get rid of those uncomfortable sheets or... You know, those sheets that royalty has that, uh, you know, are, are, are thousands of dollars because uh, they have hundreds of thread counts. Really? It's great. You know what? I, I sleep on a pair of sheets that are great, and the prices start at $29.98. Well, peasant. Yeah, yeah, maybe, but I'm comfortable, and I don't, I don't really care what the thread count is. I really don't. As long as they're soft and they come in multiple colors, styles, sizes, ultra soft, breathable. Are they durable? Uh, much more so than yours. Upgrade your bedding and enhance your night's sleep with the best cotton sheets on the market. It's MyPillow.com. They have a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special. Uh, square, and then you just uh, look for my name, put my name in there, and you'll find the sale of Giza Dream Sheets. Remember, the promo code is Beck. Call 800 966 3117 or mypillow.com. Promo code Beck. Darren Beatty's with us now. He is Revolver News founder and editor. He's also a former Duke University professor. Uh, and I can't thank you enough for just being a pit bull. Uh, with January 6th. You guys have done such great work on it, Darren. Thank you so much, and it's great to be back with you. Thank you. Um, so I saw this this report uh, came out the 21st. What, what day is it today? The 23rd? Yeah. So two days ago, undercover cop cutting fences on January 6th. New evidence intensifies suspicion surrounding key Fed surrection player. Um Tell the story of what you have, and you only have pictures and snapshots. Uh, you don't have the official video yet because that's being held by a court for some reason. But tell me what you have. Well, in fact, we do have video depicting this individual cutting fencing designated in the restricted area around the Capitol. So just to provide some context for this, there is a whole wide area around the Capitol that is usually perfectly fine to be on. It was designated a restricted zone just for January 6th, and it was demarcated by fencing. Now, what Revolver uncovered a long time ago in some of our earlier reporting is that there are a number of individuals very early on cutting the fencing methodically. And when I say very early on, I mean far before 
Trump was done speaking before the crowd went over to the Capitol. These are people who, for whatever reason, were hanging around the Capitol when there was no real reason to be there. And furthermore, they were methodically, professionally, coolly cutting down the fencing that designates where the restricted zone is. And the effect of this was basically to create one of American history's largest legal booby traps, because later on, when the whole crowd went over to the Capitol, they were unwittingly walking into restricted zone for which they could be charged. And many people actually were charged. And this is an entirely separate story, but the Department of Justice actually used a misdemeanor trespassing charge to wrap up a Green Beret into a series of legal troubles that ultimately led to a felony conviction. And they were doing this punitively because he video recorded and released um, evidence of the government trying to recruit him as an informant leading up to January 6th. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot going on here. But the basic thing is there were people strangely removing fencing before the crowd got there. And, and hang on just a second. I, I, I want to point yeah. out when you say strangely, it is strange that these people are hanging out 20 minutes before anything is going on and they're calmly sitting there. Uh, one of the guys is, if I see this right, he's using a, a giant wire cutter um, yeah. and he is so dispassionate and calm He's he's he doesn't seem to be in fear of anything happening for him cutting down and rolling up this chain link fence. Indeed. And I encourage the audience to follow along the pieces right up at the top of revolver.news. We do indeed have video of this individual cutting the fencing so people can see for themselves what we're talking about. We have the video of this particular individual. There are several but this particular one who's kind of notorious, who has never been identified, who's never been indicted, the government has exhibited zero interest in him, but he was one of the key players methodically removing the fencing way before the crowd even got there, creating this booby trap that allowed the rally to turn into a riot. Now, there's been a recent development in the story of this individual, and that is this gets to the video that isn't public. There is video of this guy cutting the fence. Right. What isn't public is there's an individual called Free State Will, who is a January 6th defendant and also a researcher who's also been digging into this. And he claims that there's video that is under seal, has a sensitivity designation, is in protective order of fence cutter Bulwark, who is the, this unidentified fence cutter, interacting with a known undercover cop and in fact interacting with the known undercover cop such that the cop says appreciate it brother when this fence cutter removes the fencing allowing the undercover officer to move forward so this intensifies the suspicions that we initially raised where we there's an undercover cop interacting with him praising him for what he's doing and it just underscores the question, if an undercover cop was right with him, interacting with him, why wasn't he charged? Why is, does he not appear anywhere in any of the most wanted lists next to people with trivial offenses? He's playing a key role here, as I described, by removing the fencing, because that's one of the critical components 
to setting up the booby trap that ultimately led to this riot. And now, as an additional piece of really interesting and suspicious information, I would say this individual, Fence Cutter Bulwark, is the second most wanted guy from my perspective in terms of identifying. The number one most wanted guy, the number one most pressing mystery of the entire Fed surrection yep. is the identity of this guy's scaffold commander, which we talked about in person when I was in studio. Right Now, here's the amazing thing. There's a picture, and we have it on this Revolver News uh, uh, piece. There's a picture of this fence cutter guy hanging out way before the riot happened way before Trump was done speaking, before even the Proud Boys arrived at the initial breach site. And the whole official narrative is everything kicked off with the Proud Boys when they went to this, the peace monument at the west side of the Capitol. There's a photo of fence cutter bulwark just hanging out as early as 12.31 p.m., 20 minutes before the breach kicked off at the breach site and within feet of him also just hanging out casually is none other than scaffold commander. So it's pretty clear that there are a handful of key undercover, inauthentic actors here who each played a critical and coordinated role in creating this booby trap, who have not been identified, who have not been indicted, and about whom the government has exhibited zero interest or even acknowledge like we have the face of the fence cutter we have the face of the guy on scaffold but the guy on scaffolding didn't they take that information and say they were looking for him but couldn't find him have they taken no. they haven't as done that as far as i know the government has not even acknowledged that scaffold commander how's that possible? i've made a big I've made a huge deal about him. He's the number one guy. Everyone knows about Ray Epps. We've reported extensively about Ray Epps. Scaffold Commander is just as egregious as Ray Epps. He's not only like Fence Cutter Bulwark can be seen cutting fencing very early on, participating in the booby trap, but he plays a critical role in the second component of the trap, which is he's positioned, he's perched way on top of the scaffold with a bullhorn telling people to move forward, move forward, move forward. So you have people who had just finished hearing Trump's speech. They, mo they move over to the Capitol. They're not aware that they're trespassing because people like this fence cutter cut all the fencing, indicating that it was a restricted area. And then you have an authoritative voice continuously booming from on high saying, move forward, we need your help, move forward. Is there a medical emergency? What's going on? So the crowd moves forward. And then when people started breaking in the windows and going into the Capitol, scaffold commander was saying, go in, go into the Capitol, move into the Capitol, fill up the Capitol. So he, he was a key instigator, not only cutting fences, but more importantly and critically, perching himself up on the scaffold, telling people to move forward and then go into the Capitol. And this is a guy, again, just like Fence Cutter Bulwark, not only has he not been indicted, he has not been identified. And I think these two individuals, which amazingly, we have a photo of them sitting within feet of each other way before anyone was there, just happened to be coincidentally perched right at that initial and decisive breach spot. These two guys need to be identified. I've really 
spent a lot of time and resources trying to identify them with no success. I think this recent video, if it comes out, could be helpful um, indicating exchange between Fence Cutter Bulwark and the undercover officer. As for Scaffold Commander, again, he's um, on this piece at Revolver.News, and he's in our classic piece um, doing a deep dive on all of these critical people who are pre-positioned before, before the Proud Boys got there. I even ran facial recognition on Scaffold Commander. No success. Um, I'm very convinced that if either Scaffold Commander or Fence Cutter Bulwark were simply identified, it would be the biggest scandal in the country and definitively confirm that January 6th was a Fed surrection in the darkest sense of the imagination. Do you have anybody on the Hill in the uh, weaponization of government looking into this? No, not as far as I know in the weaponization of government. And it's really unfortunate. It's unfortunate that the GOP generally hasn't dedicated um, some resources into doing this because, again, we've, we've come up to the, the brink. We've changed the national conversation. We've shown these people, but we kind of need help getting that next, that last step to make everything definitive of just saying, who are these guys? That's all we need to do. It's simply a matter of identification. And in this age of yeah. ubiquitous surveillance, it simply boggles the mind that these key people can't be identified. And it's one thing for the government not to be interested, because I think we can guess why, but for the GOP not to really be interested, because the whole purpose of this FedSurrection narrative is to justify the weaponization of the government against the GOP, and it's, more importantly, against its constituents. Do you think we're going to find out the answer? Uh, that's hard to say. That's hard to say. I'm not going to stop. I mean, it's become kind of a white whale issue for me. I'm not, you know, overly obsessed by it, but it's just, I've gotten so far and this is like one of the last steps. There's the pipe bomb issue and we're very close on that too. But as far as the January 6th, the, the participants like Ray Epps, people know who that is. These people, people don't know who they are, and all we need to do is find out who they are, and I'm very confident that the identification alone will tell us all we need to know and definitively about what really happened on January 6th. Can you give me a hint on the preview of the pipe bombing information that you're close to? Well, there's been a major development since we last talked, and that is the public face of the pipe bomb investigation, the guy running it for the FBI who ended up retiring and working in accounting. He strangely volunteered himself to the Judiciary Committee and basically confirmed that all of the things we've been reporting on at Revolver were entirely valid and that the entire investigation is really bizarre. He was asked whether the FBI used geofencing technology to identify this alleged pipe bomber, because we know they've used geofencing to identify and charge other J6ers. Mm -hmm. And he got very uncomfortable, according to multiple people in, 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 uh, who were physically present, personally present. He got physically uncomfortable. His body language got really kind of fidgety. And he admitted that, yes, they did try to use geofencing, but the telecom companies came back to him and they said, 
for this specific request, the data is corrupted and we can't give you that information. And he had no innocent explanation for that other than to plead with the Judiciary Committee not to engage in conspiracy theories. And that was one of the many revelations there. And so this is an ongoing thing. That's a major development. There's more going on there. And I think it's very clear that this is this is a cover-up operation. They found out who it actually was, the pipe bomber, in my view. And the, the identity of the pipe bomber was extremely embarrassing to the government, and they've been covering it up. That's my opinion of what happened. But this individual basically confirmed that all of these things that don't add up, they, that they indeed don't add up, and he had no explanation for it other than to beg us not to engage in, quote, conspiracy theories. Wow. Darren, thank you again. You're a patriot for doing all of this uh, yeoman's work. I mean, it's it is it's got to keep you up at night, be frustrating, and you just won't give up. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Glenn. Find all this and more at revolvernews.com. That's revolvernews.com. Our sponsor this half hour is Goldline. You've entrusted your earnings with banks. We've believed in banks. We. We believed in the government, that it would make good, that it would have full faith and in, in confidence in the good name of the government. Now the, down, uh, the uh, downgrading of the banks is looming large. Banks are now scrambling. That could spell doom for your savings. Giants like J.B. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, they're starting to get the jitters. Smaller local banks could be the next f- uh, dominoes to fall. Is your money safe? Sure, it's safe. The government is is going to make sure that you're whole, but that'll mean printing more money. And as these banks fail and as uh, our dollar and our bonds continue to fail, our inflation will go up further and further. If you had a dollar in 1800, that same dollar would be worth four cents today. Uh, And it uh, it really if you if you look at the charts, it really happened because of the central banks. Central banks are now looking at new digital currency to replace the dollar. May I highly suggest to you, please, to do your own homework. You're smart enough to figure this out. Do not take my word or anybody else's. You can call Goldline and trust that they're going to give you the uh, the straight deal. American Eagles are in demand. They're, they almost never make it to the specials, but this time... Goldline is making an exception for the gold American Eagles. When you buy a tube, that's 50 coins of the one-tenth ounce American gold eagle coins, they're throwing in 10 of the one-ounce American eagle silver coins for free. This doesn't apply to IRA orders. And with these coins flying off the shelves, you're going to want to act fast. Uh, They're all snapped up. These are great American coins right now. They've been a beacon for stability for a very long time. Gold and silver. You can get it at goldline.com. Get this special now. Call them at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. We're looking into something for hopefully tomorrow's show, um, a move that Google has made that if it is as it seems, uh, 
is very, very disturbing. Also, a move was made by Zoom last week. They've changed their uh, terms of engagement. And uh, you should probably know about it if you use Zoom. We'll give you that information uh, along with a comparison of what it means uh, coming up on tomorrow's broadcast, along with all the debate coverage as well. I'll believe any conspiracy theory about Zoom. I don't care what it is. If it gets me out of Zoom calls, I will believe it. I will believe that they were, they're the founders of communism, if you want me to. Whatever you need to get me out of a Zoom meeting. Really? I mean, they were the ones who killed all the dinosaurs. I believe it. Wow. You sold me. (laughs) Why do you hate Zoom calls so much? Ah! What do you mean? I'm I'm a human being. That's why I hate Zoom calls so much. Does anyone like Zoom calls? They're horrible. Okay, wait. Rather than going into the office and sitting with a bunch of people and having the same conversation in person? Oh, no, that's terrible, too. Yeah. But I, I don't want to <laughs> yeah, see anybody. Those are the people that but killed the dinosaurs. Phone calls are fine. Just tell me what you... What, email me. Okay? I'll get back to you in a couple weeks. The Glenn wow. Beck Program. Tonight is the first RNC debate of the presidential primary season, and we are on it. We'll tell you about that coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about uh, the United States Marine Corps captain and pilot, John Jeremy Sachs. He was killed, along with other five other service members, when his military aircraft crashed during a training exercise. His family and friends remember him as courageous and brilliant and a man devoted to his career and the people that were special to him. Sack's wife, Amber, gave birth to their second daughter three months after his death. Can you imagine? This is where the Tunnel to Towers Foundation comes in. They paid for the mortgage on the Sachs family home because the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. They've helped over a thousand military and first responder families navigate the worst of times by removing the burden of a mortgage payment. Can you help? Would you donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers? That's T, the number 2T.org. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is debate for the best debate coverage. I'll be going live all day as well on YouTube.com slash America. Don't miss it. Hey, we've got a lot of property that's got to go right now. If you're looking for property, really good property, probably in a very good neighbor uh, neighborhood in Belarus, uh, we are uh, we're emptying out another embassy. Um, mm. The U.S. Uh, and our president has ordered Americans in Belarus to depart immediately. So uh, it seems like. Maybe mm-hmm. that message should have been sent a couple of years ago. You think? Yeah. You think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Might might have been, but uh, apparently Belarus uh, officially not a party in the war in Ukraine. No. Uh, no. Not at all. No. 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 The, there's no relationship between them and Russia mm-hmm. whatsoever. No. But mm-hmm. we're now telling Americans, run for your lives. <laughs> and I suggest you do, because I saw what happened in Afghanistan. Uh, when we yeah. close that embassy, things go wrong. Things go bad. You're gonna, yeah. not going to have much yeah. to do. Right. It's going to be ugly. Right. Uh, now I have. Unless some... Glenn comes to save you, maybe the the, the radio <laughs> host whose dad was a baker 
and he used to dress up as a marshmallow will come save you. That, that That's your hope. Good luck, everybody. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, and the, the odds of us being able to pull that off a second time. Yeah. yeah. Probably long. Mm, probably, I, yeah. I, yeah. <clears throat> I think evacuating before the fire yeah. uh, starts coming, I would say, is probably You know, I would idea. just like to say, wherever you are, uh, you should come home. You should come home. Uh, you know, even Canada's a little sketchy <laughs> right now, but uh, but so are we. So where to go? Uh, now uh, some bad news. Uh, I had some good economic news for the United States. How good? Real estate we could sell and maybe pay off a little bit of our debt. Uh, bad news is a second American has now tested positive for the new highly mutated BA. 0.286 COVID variant. Oh, catchy. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've got that name for it, you know. Uh, they have Eris. Eris. Yeah. Did a little more digging on that, you know. Oh yeah. This is the new. This is the new COVID variant, Eris. Mm. Eris. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know who's in charge of, like, for instance, at the you know National Weather Service, who picks the name of the next. I've personally enjoyed Hillary uh, myself. I have enjoyed that in all of the memes. Um, Did you notice, by the way, that uh, it's not spelled like Hillary Clinton? Instead, it's spelled like our own Hillary Kennedy with one L. Really? Targeting the right again. Bias and conspiracy once again hitting. Thank you, know, thank you for pointing that out, mm-hmm. Stu. So I don't know who chose Eris. Um but that's the name for EG.5, the uh, uh-huh. COVID variant that will upend society, according to the mainstream media. Now, it is a Greek word. And in the past, you know, the naming scheme has used the Greek alphabet. Variants like Delta, which the Greek is D, Omicron, which is Greek O. But Eris is not the Greek word for E. E is Epsilon. Epsilon, yeah. Correct. So why not epsilon? Why, uh, why, why, why would they, why would they change change it to Eris? Because they ha- well, they had an epsilon variant at one point, mm-hmm. so they've already so used, they're used it. They've e. used it already. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're going to another e, huh? I, I don't know. Now I no longer believe in coincidence, especially things like this. I think these people are so arrogant and so out of control. They love to tell you. I love it. Love it. And it's a little inside joke between them. You think they're going to see this one? (laughs) No accidents in the story of life, especially when it comes to words and language. Eris is the Greek word for strife and discord, as I told you yesterday. But it's more than that. It is the personification of strife and discord. In other words, The ancient Greeks made it into a goddess, a personification of strife and discord. The Greek goddess Eris was devoted to the causes of evil. She personified upheaval. She radiated pain and hatred. Her mission was to disrupt, to divide, divide, and shove people into fights. She's the counterforce of harmonia, which translates to harmony. She is the disruptor of harmony. She was called the daughter of the night. Darkness is the terrain of evil. 
uh, it is Eris, the ancient god, that now we have named this particular strain of COVID after. She served as the basis for the witch in Sleeping Beauty, remember? Maleficent, Which, by the way, means causing or inspiring evil. So, let me just say, uh, Eris, the name of COVID, mm, can't seem to connect anything with light uh, to it. It's all division, darkness. Uh, it's uh, evil, division, disruption, uh, things like that. Things like that. So, I, I'm, I'm glad to see that E is no longer Epsilon. This is the... Uh, the uh, the uh, Greek god Eris. Now, is it, in theory, mm-hmm. they could say, well, we believe this variant will be chaotic and it will be destructive and it will be bad for people. So we named it after a bad figure, right? They could yeah, argue they that. Yeah, they could say right? that. Yeah, but I don't understand. Do we have an explanation as to why they've changed the naming tradition here? No. No. No one knows? No. There's got to be somebody who knows. There has to be somebody who knows. Believe me, there's we're lots not of people, those people who really knows. We're not those people. <laughs> okay. And we're not going to get in with those people. Mm. By the way, another update. This one comes from Red State. Yesterday, I told you about the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group. Uh, this is, uh, you know, a globalist enterprise. Uh, and it's happening to 14 cities here in the United States. And they have ambitious targets. Now, these... These are not their stated goals. These are just stated targets. Oh, good, good. Okay. You never learn anything from someone's target. No. You only learn it from their policy goals. So policy goals. If they say, this is what we want to accomplish, and this would be a great way of doing it, that's not notable. Right. What's notable is only when they put an official policy paper out. Correct. Just because I say I'm going to rob you blind... And I'm the person putting in the burglar alarms. I might be saying that, but that's not my goal. My goal is to put the burglar alarm in. Right. (laughs) Hello. Obviously. Okay. So anyway, uh, their ambitious targets um, to give people in 14 cities here in America to give up meat, dairy, private car ownership, and almost all flights. And that is just to, uh, you know, save the uh, the world from a really bad temperature. It's a really very, very sick. Very, very sick. Um, so, so you know, um, two of the cities, Houston and Austin, are in Texas. Go ahead. Try to give people to get up, give up their meat. Go. No, go do it. Yes, go do it. Uh, the private car ownership, that's going to be interesting. And almost all flights. And what they're saying is it'll be short-haul flights. Okay, you can take a long haul flight. So in other words, you can go L.A. to New York, but going from L.A. to, um, I don't know, San Francisco, L.A. to Vegas, L.A. to anywhere in the red states, not going to happen. Not going to happen. You're going to have to you get to Los Angeles and then you drive. Well, you can't drive because you won't have car ownership either. But here is the update. Uh, This organization known as the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group uh, has their target of zero kilograms of dairy, zero kilograms of meat consumption a year, three new clothing items per person per year, and zero private vehicles owned. Oh, and one one short haul return flight less than 1500 kilometers every three years. You can take one of those. 
Now, we told you yesterday that uh, Bloomberg is really heading it and the cities Austin, Boston, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New Orleans, New York City, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle. Major funders and partners. Now, this is going to come as a surprise. Here's the new information. They include... George Soros and the Open Society no, Foundation no. and the Clinton Foundation and the World Bank. So you got that going on in uh, 14 of your cities. And again, those cities are, do you live in any of these? Austin, Boston, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New Orleans, New York City, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle. Now, listen to this. Seattle, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Portland, Philadelphia, New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago. All of those cities are on fire right now. And they are taking money from people that are going to try to convince the citizens there to give up milk, dairy, meat, your car, and clothing. Hmm. You'd think those cities would have a, a bigger priority on mm-hmm. the horizon than that. Mm. But apparently this is the biggest because, you know, the earth is dying. Well, it's just a suggestion. And it's just a suggestion. It's just a suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. A suggested yeah. recommendation re- slash requirement yep. punishable by and, death. And by Where the way, one of those? and by the way, Stu, uh, you know, I in, I installed that burglar alarm in your house. When are you and Lisa and the family out? <laughs> Do you have a time where you're all out for maybe about 45 minutes to an hour and a half? I have no qualms of telling you this, of course, okay. because you have not oh, released I, a policy paper. No, that I don't break have a, into my home. I have a, I have a stated... Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, what is it? I have an ambitious target. To steal things from my to home. To rob you blind. Right. But that's not a goal of mine. Come over anytime. We'll leave. Yeah. We'll okay. leave to get out of your way. Oh, so Because I you have not released over. a white paper, right? That, no. That states that you're going to no. rip, rip me off and how nope. you're going to sell it exactly. Nope. I have. How you're going to get it. What eBay account you're going to use to resell not my gonna stuff. Do you it. haven't said that. Well. So I don't care at all. Okay. I shouldn't even I shouldn't even notice that you that you've Correct. suggested that. Correct. And if you're living in one of these uh, 14 U.S. cities... Don't worry about the the climate leadership group, the C40 cities climate leadership. They don't they have ambitious targets, but they don't have any goals. What are you what are you a conspiracy theorist? You imagine what the media would do with like um, you know, I don't know. The, the proud boys have an ambitious target for all white people to be in the United States and no one of color. Can like, you imagine, imagine if they said, which they haven't done, by the way, but imagine if they had said that and that came out and it was t- especially if it was tied to a major politician who was supporting their efforts. Mm-hmm. Like if Donald Trump was like, yeah, I endorse I endorse these guys. And then they had an ambitious target, quote unquote, to uh, of white supremacy. And they had would that be reported? They you had think? two separate billionaires that right. the Clintons aren't billionaires yet, are they? No. Uh, you have two separate billionaires and then the Clinton Foundation mm. Uh and they're funding all of it. Can you imagine if we just said, you know, in these 40 cities, we're going to be all coal fire plants, all coal fire. Yeah. That's all the electricity we're going to use. And we want everyone to have an SUV. And only thing you can eat, no greens, just meat. <laughs> I mean, I would live there. <laughs> I would live there, quite yeah. honestly. 
Um, we'd always have power. But could you always have transportation and you'd always have food. Yeah. Uh, I mean, imagine that. What would they say? What would they say? And this? Nothing. Nothing. You're conspiracy theorists for noticing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll see you tonight around 830. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Just uh, let me know. Leave your safes open. Uh, Okay. Anyway, Rough Greens. Uh, If you love your dog half as much as I love my dog, Uno, you consider him or her a part of the family, and it's pretty normal. Our dogs are our best friends. They're with us through thick and thin. And we want to make sure that they are healthy, well cared for, fed right. I've been telling you for a while now about Rough Greens. Now it changed my dog Uno's life. In fact, it's given him, I think, the best years of his life. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement. And it was developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. And you sprinkle it on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. You want the greens. You name it, if it's healthy for your dog, it is probably in Rough Greens. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you right now. If you go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33, they're going to give you that first trial bag for free. It's free. All you pay for is shipping. 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33 or roughgreens.com slash back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So the Washington Examiner put together uh, 15 questions for the first Republican debate, um, and they they are as follows. Just listen to these questions, and I think you could go much deeper uh, and more important questions than these, but um, try this on for size. Total household debt reached a record $17 trillion this month, including a record $1 trillion of credit card debt alone. How big of a threat to the economy are these levels of debt? The average home mortgage rate is up 7.5%, the highest since 2000. This locks many people into their homes with much lower 2 to 3% rates, and it prevents many young people from buying their first homes. Uh, colleges and universities cost too much money and don't deliver marketable skills. What will you do to reform it? Uh, the rule of law. Biden's Justice Department has targeted Catholic churches and pro-life activists for surveillance, infiltration, and arrest. What will you do to end the weaponization of federal law enforcement? Retail theft is soaring across the country, especially in cities controlled by the Democratic prosecutors. What will you do to restore the rule of law to retail outlets so shoppers can go into stores without facing the risk of finding themselves among robbers or having all the merchandise under lock and key? More than 7 million migrants have been caught illegally crossing the border since Biden became president. He's released more than 2 million of them into the country. Democratic mayors and governors from around the country have declared states of emergency to cope with this flood. What will you do to secure law and order on the border? Family, what's the biggest threat facing families today? Do you support a federal ban on abortion? This summer, the Food and Drug Administration approved the first over-the-counter birth control. Do you support this decision? And do you believe more birth control methods should be made available without a doctor's prescription? The environment, the death toll from Maui, but we have also seen the fires on the West Coast. What will you do to make sure that the federal land is better managed so wildfires don't happen like this? Uh, Biden has mandated two-thirds of cars must be electric vehicles by 2032. What will you do to ensure that people are free to buy the cars they want? And then energy. Will you bring nuclear power back? 
all of these, the and so much more. 